Well, praise the Lord, everyone. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on the issues that impact our lives. Hey, my name is Pastor Corey Davis, and the topic we're going to be discussing today uh, will be being in proper position to receive uh, your breakthrough. That's being in proper uh, position to receive uh, your breakthrough. I hope everyone is blessed. I hope God is shining down on you and your families. And so let's get into this. A lot of what we receive from God has to do with being in right standing and fellowship with him. Today, I want to give you some tools and keys that will help you tighten up your relationship with him and receive all that he has for you. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me. I want all of his blessings, all of his gifts, all of the things that uh, he has planned for my life, I want to receive that. Satan's plan is to stop you from receiving what God has for you. We're going to look at John 10.10. 10. This is New King James Version. It says, the thief does not come except to kill and to steal and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we see that Satan has a plan for you, and that's basically to take everything that God has for you, all of your blessings, all of your joy, all of your peace. He wants to take that away. He doesn't want you to live your best blessed life. But God has a plan, and he has a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, a plan to give you hope in a future. So God has big plans for you. God has plans uh, for you to be the things that he has already preordained pre uh, from the foundation of the world. Whenever you are disobedient, you put yourself in a position for the enemy to take something from you. I want to say that again. Whenever you are disobedient, you put yourself in a position for the enemy to take something from you. He uses cunning attacks to knock you out of your position. When you know who you are in Christ, you can defeat the enemy. You don't have to put up with everything that Satan has uh, or that he puts in front of you. When you know who you are in Christ, your real true identity, then you won't put up with the devil. You won't put up with the things that he bring against you. You can defeat him. Everyone will experience trouble in the world, but we already have the victory. So one thing that is guaranteed in this world is that you're going to have trouble. You're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. But we have to realize that Christ has already given us the victory. We are already winners. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And we're going to look at uh, John 16, 33. This is NIV, John 16, 33. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So we are overcomers through Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what trouble comes. It doesn't matter what comes our way. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. We must realize that we are already overcomers. We are already more than conquerors. And if Jesus Christ overcame the world, then we are able to overcome the world too because he's given us power. He's given us gifts. He's given us abilities to go out and be more than a conqueror, to defeat the enemy. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven 
suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We live in a time and season where we have to take things by force. We have to go with God and in God and in his power and in his strength. And we're able to defeat the enemy. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes, we'll have power. So we are powerful uh, as people of God. He has given us uh, everything that we need to be successful. So what is position? Position means a place where someone or something is located or has been put. A particular way in which someone or something is placed or arranged. The question you have to ask yourself is where are you placing or arranging yourself as it pertains to God's word? Where are you placing or arranging yourself as it pertains to God's word? Remember when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden? That's Genesis 3 and 9. Then the Lord called, Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Of course, God knew exactly where Adam and Eve were hiding. Uh, his question was really, where are you spiritually? Have you noticed that you have strayed from me and the, the position that you were once in? So God was calling them. They had sinned. They had eat, eaten of the forbidden fruit. And when God called them, they, you know, they hid. And God called them. You know, he said, where are you? And so they fell from a place that they were in God, a position that they were in God, where God walked with them. He talked with them. Uh, he had fellowship with them. But when they sinned against God, and much like when we sin against God, we we lose our position in him. When we're disobedient, uh, we lose our position in him. Where we once were spiritually, uh, where we once were, you know, in intimacy with, with God and fellowship with God. Uh, we lose that position. Now, we don't serve a God that wants to hold anything against us. Remember, Romans 8 says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. When we get it right with God, then he'll return back to us. Then he'll uh, draw back to us. You know, if we confess our sins, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we have to remember that Satan wants to steal our position. He wants to steal our place in God so that the same places that God used to visit us in and he used to fellowship with us in and he used to speak with us in, the enemy wants to take us out of that place. So being in right position in God is the key to receiving your breakthrough. I'm going to say that again. Being in right position in God it's the key to receiving your breakthrough. That's the spiritual position, that fellowship that we have with God. Let's look at Psalms 91, 1 through 4. Very familiar passage. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. Hallelujah. That's the covering. And under his wings, you shall find, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Amen. So secret comes from a Greek word meaning covering, cover, conceal, hiding place. It is a place of strategic advantage. 
You know, we're taught uh, covering concealment in the military and how to protect ourselves from the bullets of the enemy. When you are properly covered and concealed, you can see the enemy, but he can't see you or harm you. When I was in the army, we used to go to the range and they would teach us how to hide behind landmarks and trees and things that uh, could protect protect us from the enemy so that we wouldn't be uh, be shot or we wouldn't be harmed by the enemy's weapons. And so we have that same covering in the spirit where God hides us under his wings and he creates a hedge between us and the enemy. Hallelujah. He creates a head uh, between us, a hedge uh, between us and the enemy. Just like when Israel went out of Egypt, they were healthy. They were wealthy. Uh, their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. There was none disease. Uh, they left out of Egypt uh, in a good place with God's covering. He was a pillar of cloud uh, by day. He was fire by night. God was in the clouds. The Bible says there was an angel that followed before them and behind them. God fed them manna from heaven, hallelujah, the bread of heaven, uh, water from a rock. God protected them. He kept them. They were in position because they had the blood on the doorpost. And we are covered too. Long as we're in position, long as we're in fellowship with God, long as we're in obedience to God. He said, if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the very best of the land. And God has the very best for us. Uh, we just have to submit to his authority. So obedience to God's word puts us in place to receive. Let's look at Isaiah 1, verses 19 through 20. That's Isaiah 1, verses 19 through 20. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Just said that. But if you refuse and rebel, one version says resist and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord, hallelujah, has spoken, which means that God is not playing. God doesn't play about disobedience. God doesn't play about you going against his will. He's serious about that. So God's plan is for us not to want uh, for anything. I know that we live in a world that it seems like every time you turn around, there's a need. Uh, every time you turn around that there's some lack, that there's poverty, uh, there's poor. Uh, all these things will happen. All of these things Jesus talked about. He said, the poor you'll have what you always. He's told us to be uh, gracious to the poor, to give, and it shall be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So these things will happen. Remember, we said earlier uh, that in this world, you'll have trouble. We live in a world that's full of trouble, a world that's full of uh, problems because a man wanted to know, uh, quite, quite frankly, a man wanted to know good and evil. And ever since the sin of Adam and Eve, uh, there's been sin in the world. There's been disease. Uh, there's been all kind of chaos in the world. Uh, so, so much that Jesus Christ had to come through 42 generations. God sent his son uh, to redeem us back to himself so that we can live our abundant life, so that we can live a life uh, of covering and protection and provision. And so what the enemy thought he had, what he thought he stole, Jesus came and redeemed us. He paid the price for our sins. So now it's up to us to be in the right position with Christ, to follow him, to follow after, after him uh, and become that new creation that Christ has called us to be. Hallelujah. Say if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all 
things have become new. God wants us to be in a good place and space with him, a good position with him so that he can pour out his blessings from us for us. Let's look at Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. God wants our best. I said that earlier. Joshua 1 and 8, the book, this book of, of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. Simply by meditating on God's word and being careful to do everything that God has told us to do. He doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he expects us to be faithful and to put our best foot forward in doing and fulfilling the purpose and plan that he has for our lives. So let's look at the word meditate. What does meditate mean? It comes from a Greek word meaning to moan, uh, growl, speak, muse, to think, or meditate in silence. Uh, so God wants us to know him in a more intimate way, a more private way, a more uh, a way that we build relationship with him as Adam and Eve did, but it takes spending time with him. It's just like being in a relationship with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband and wife. If you don't spend time together, if the relationship is not good enough that you value spending time together, then how are you going to build that relationship? How is that marriage going to grow? How is that courtship going to grow from being just girlfriend and boyfriend into being a relationship or a marriage? Uh, so God wants us to spend time with him as we spend time with him he builds relationship with us. Go look at Genesis 1, 26 through 28. This is our divine potential. This is God's original plan for man, uh, what he had in store for him when he created him uh, in the book of Genesis. I always say, if you want to know God's plan for your life, you have to go back to the beginning. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every, and over the cattle, and all, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that God, uh, that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. You can never be cursed because we're blessed. Verse 28 says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is your divine potential. Divine mean, meaning of or originating from God. Uh, your aunt, your aunt or your uncle didn't give it to you. Your grandmother or your grandfather didn't give it to, give it to you. Your mom and dad didn't give it to you. This came from God. This was God's original plan for man uh, that he would be blessed and that he would walk in abundance and not lack. So we see that God had a divine plan and a position for mankind from the very beginning. His desire was to fellowship and build relationship with him and to be his God. So 
when we think about being in the right position, being in the right position can be a life or death situation. Being in the right position can be a life or death situation. We're going to look at Exodus 12 verses 21 through 24. This is about the Passover when God uh, brought Israel out of Egypt. Uh, verse 22, I'm sorry, verse 21, we're going to look at Exodus 12, uh, verse 21 through 24. It says, Then Moses called uh, for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the doorpost with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of your of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through and strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood, hallelujah, on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your, into your houses and strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. While the children of Israel were preparing to flee Egypt, a spirit of death was being released against the firstborn of the land. The only protection that Israel was Israel had was the shed blood of a spotless lamb on the doorposts of their dwellings. If the blood was in place and they were inside, they were spared, which means that if they were obedient to do what God had told them to do and preparing the lamb and putting it on the door doorpost and being in the house, then they were spared because they were in position. Today, Christ is our Passover lamb. His blood keeps us safe and secure. Uh, this is the glorious work of the cross in our lives and the inheritance of every born again believer. It's nothing uh, that we've done. Uh, it's not because we have been so gracious and so merciful and keeping God's commandments so holy. Our good is as filthy rags, the Bible says. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have access. We have rights. Hallelujah. We have the privileges to enter into the most holy place. Nothing is hidden from us. God has positioned us to be right in his presence and to be able to fellowship with him and to worship with him in that place that was was that was once hidden. But beyond the veil, we can enter in because of the blood. Uh, let's look at Joshua 2, 1 through 4. Uh, New King James Version. This is when Rahab hit the, hit the spies that went into Jericho. It says, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out men from Acacia Grove to spy certain, to spy secretly, I'm sorry, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, Men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, bring out the men who you have that have come into you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman said, then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. Joshua 
Joshua 2, 12 through 13. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness that you shall, this is Rahab talking to the spies, that you should, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, and my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Joshua 2, 15 through 19. Then, then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall and she dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, get to the mountains, lest your pursuers meet you. Hide three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made with us. Unless when we come into the land and you bind this and you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, mother, your brothers and all your father's household to your home. So shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of the house into the streets, his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on his head if a hand is laid on him. The key to her protection, and we're talking about Rahab, the key to her protection was the scarlet cord hanging from her window, which represented the blood of Christ. Though Jericho was destroyed, her family was spared through the provision of the crimson cord. She was in position. She had the crimson cord in her window, which she was so gracious to the spies. And so God remembered her. God remembered her and had favor on her. And Rahab became uh, part of the lineage of Jesus Christ uh, because she showed favor on the spies. The things, the thing that she was using to sin against God became her deliverance. So she was in position. She showed uh grace and she showed favor to the men of God. She helped the men of God and in uh, return, they helped her. They spared her life. Hallelujah. First Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are the Lord's. Hallelujah. So our bodies are meant to glorify God. Uh, he has bought us with a price. He has given his life so that we can live. And so we must turn around and do the same thing for others. And so grace and mercy uh, to God's people and to the men of God. Prayer puts us in position, in the right position with God. Prayer is a way that we can communicate with God, a way that we can fellowship with God and get in position to hear from God. It's simple Simply communication with God. That's where prayer is. That his, the Bible says his ears are attentive to the prayers of the righteous. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That means whatever you're dealing with, Whatever issues, whatever situations that you're struggling with, 
Give it to God in prayer and supplication. Those are urgent requests, entreaty. Those are urgent requests that we give unto God, causing him to remember what he said uh, in his covenant, uh, that the prayers of the righteous avail it much and that we can cast our cares on him. Our problems are too big for us to handle, but we serve a God that's watching over his word to perform it. He's listening. He's waiting for us to release a word. And he's sitting, the Bible says, at the right hand of the Father, declaring us righteous in God's presence. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33 and 3, our last scripture, it says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you did not know, which means that the things we don't know the things that we're uninformed about, the things that we uh, don't know, that we don't have knowledge of. God wants to give us those things, and he uh, gives us those things through our prayer life, through fellowship, through creating a place and a space for God to meet us as he met Moses in the, at the tabernacle of meeting. The Bible says that he spoke with Moses as a person speaks to a friend. It wasn't any uh, encrypted type words. It was nothing hard to understand. He spoke plainly to Moses because of his heart. I want to end it with this. These are six keys to receiving your breakthrough. Number one, repent and reposition yourself. That's repent and reposition yourself. Number two, realize you are in Christ by renewing your mind. Realize who you are in Christ by renewing your mind. Number three, be obedient to the word of God. Say, so if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the land. Number four, meditate on the word of God. We learned that from Joshua 1 and 8. Spend time meditating. Spend time seeking God. Spend time uh, thinking about his word. Number five, operate in faith. The Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please him. It says the just shall live by faith. Number six, develop a prayer life. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail it much. He says that he is near us whenever we pray. I want to thank everyone for joining us. That's our time for today on another episode of the Light Post podcast. Uh, this is the ministry of the God and Light Church. Uh, for more messages and resources, connect with us online at godandlight.org, the God and Light Church on Facebook, or God and Light Church TV on YouTube. Be blessed, and I hope this word was a blessing to you, and see you on another episode of the Light Post Podcast. Music.